0: You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Worldwide Sports Radio
1: presents Chog Talk. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean that really got out of hand fast. With, with with
0: with Rene Canales,
1: Canales, Fos, Fos, and James, James Baccione. Baccione. Welcome ladies and gentlemen. To a new week of Chalk Talk here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, I am indeed Renee Canales, joined in the studio by our producer, Big Mike Rifkin. Big Mike, it's a pleasure to be back here with you again. How was your weekend? Pretty good. Yourself? Eh, Not too bad, you know. Birthday weekend? It was my birthday weekend. How old are you now? I am 26 now. Man, you're an old fart. Yes, I am. My bones have, you know, every year that goes by, my bones age five more years.
0: And sorry, I'll be twenty six then a couple twenty six in a couple of months. So, and so
1: yeah. yeah, welcome to the club. man. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> I got the bones of a forty year old man. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it was a good sports weekend. Um, in, in terms uh, for me, uh, uh, I went to see uh, a soccer game. I went to the Red Bulls game. Uh, they won four uh, also- nothing. Do they
0: serve free Red Bull at the Red Bulls games? No, no,
1: no. Uh. But they 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 do serve Red Bulls. Oh, okay. But they're not free. Oh. <laughs> Uh, saw the Champions League game which was a dud the Yankees got a, a a series another series victory uh this time over the the Boston Red Sox I told you two out of three was what was gonna happen and two out of three is what it was um the Mets were on the West coast finishing they did their Mets trip. things they did the Mets type of things that we were, we're used to them doing because uh, you go to sleep early and think that it's all good and dandy. And well, they end up losing e- these
0: games. You can't expect a guy to hurt his hip in the middle of, you know, <laughs> start, say he's good to go, and then he gets yanked. So.
1: Um, we also had the NBA Finals game two up in Toronto, which was a fantastic game. It was a phenomenal game. It really was. From start to finish, phenomenal. We'll touch on that. We got the NHL Stanley Cup final game three, uh, game four, excuse me, was last night with the uh, St. Louis Blues evening up the series at 2 uh, after getting absolutely massacred, annihilated, obliterated. Uh, uh, just, uh, uh, I don't even know what other words to use. but They were singing the Blues afterwards. Yeah, yeah, they were. 7-2 uh, drubbing um, the Boston Bruins put on the St. Louis Blues in Game 3. So, because of that, the series is now tied 2-2. Two to two. We'll touch on that as well. This, the weekend that was for the New York Yankees and the New, and the New York Mets. Um, and the possibility of maybe Dallas Keichel ending up with the New York Yankees because that's what it's being reported uh, by pretty much everybody at this point. Mark Feinsand, uh, Buster Olney, Tim Kirch, and, you know, all those baseball insiders are saying it's between the Braves and the Yankees, but the Yankees being the most um, optimal uh, destination for Dallas Keuchel, it looks like. So, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll look at, uh, you know, things here and there when it comes to that. Maybe we get some breaking news that it actually does happen during the show. So we'll touch on that, but... Um I just want to give a quick shout out real quick um to the United States um under 20 men's national team. Uh they're they're playing the World Cup right now in Poland. Um they were in the uh the knockout stages at this point so which is which is the per- first round. The first round of the knockout stages. Um they were down 2 to 1 in the second half, came back to beat France 3 to 2, France which is obviously, you know the the senior team just won the World Cup last year in two thousand and eighteen um, the U, The under twenty team uh was undefeated going up until up until this point in the uh, first round uh, knockout stage. in the United States beat them three to two with an early eighty third minute game winning goal by uh justin Rennick. Um, so uh, congratulations to them. They face off against um against ecuador in the next round which is saturday at 11 30 a.m for those of you who want to watch that but that's very big because you know these are these are some of the guys that are probably going to come up with the senior team in a few years mm-hmm. uh and possibly be the core the cornerstone of and th- isn't
0: the men's national team getting a little older
1: no no they're going the youth way they're now. going the youth they're way. going okay. the young way now they're Super young, dude. They're like now, now they're super young. Yeah, not yeah. They're getting away from the older players like you Clint know, Dempsey and Demp- yeah Clint Inland. Dempsey retired and all that stuff. So they're 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 moving away okay. from that. Uh, and women's World Cup starts. Women's World Cup starts this week. Okay. Uh, I think it's on Friday. Uh, we also have the Gold Cup, which is a a tournament which is uh, disputed between North America, Central America, and the Caribbean. That takes place this month. The Copa America, which is a South American tournament with Colombia, Brazil, Argentina. That takes place this month as well. So it's jam-packed. It's a, lot of a lot of soccer. So you, I'm, I'm going to be having a lot of soccer on here on the TV when we're in the studio. I'll tell you that much. And you might get a goal every now and then from me. Uh, that's just, fair enough. Yeah, so that's just my reaction. But just wanted to give them a quick shout-out. Coach Tab Ramos, who is a former Metro Star Red Bull player. Um, he deserves some credit as well for what this team has done. But, yeah, I just wanted to start off there because that game was at 1130 this morning. And uh, then right before our show started. So, um, but let's move on. Let's talk about the Stanley Cup final real quick. Uh, game four. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about game three and game four. Since it, game three game was three. over the weekend, okay. game four was last night. Start off with game three. Absolute drubbing. It was just absolutely, absolute annihilation by the Boston Bruins towards the St. Louis Blues. Final score was 7-2, to two, correct? Yes. Um, Jordan Bennington was pulled early in that game after giving up five goals. Mm-hmm. Um he just didn't have it. The St. Louis Blues just didn't have it. That was an absolute nightmare of a homecoming for the St. Louis Blues in terms of playing their game. Their 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 Stanley Cup final game in St. Louis. Um Big Mike, obviously you you saw the game. What'd you see from the St. Louis Blues cuz obviously the scoreline says it all, right? Mm-hmm. 7 to 2 was an appropriate scoreline for the for the way that game turned out to be. Yes. Uh the Boston Bruins Power play, I think, was three for three, four
0: for oh, four, four for
1: four. Excuse me, four uh,
0: shots on goal.
1: That, that's that's pretty abysmal uh, on, on the on the on the part of the St. Louis Blues. And we sat here last week talking about Game One, Game Two, how they needed to be disciplined, how do you ha, how they needed to stop taking such stupid penalties, how they needed to stop you know turning over uh, turning over the puck in, in, in bad uh, in bad situations, and that's what, exactly what happened. They continued to take bad penalties. Turned the puck over. Unfortunately, Jordan Bennington could do nothing about it. The team in front of him did nothing about it. And the Boston Bruins just took absolute – it was like batting practice for them. It was a morning skate to them at that point.
0: And the Boston Bruins' top line got going with Bergeron, Marsha, and Posternock. I believe Pasternak and Bergeron both scored on the power play. Tory Krug had a great game. I believe he had a goal and three assists. So I mean game 3 was what it was and it was just a Boston just beat down the St. Louis Blues.
1: Yeah, Tori Krug, one goal, three assists. Uh, yeah. Patrice Bergeron, one goal, two assists. So so they
0: got contributions from their best players, which everyone knows by now cuz I've said it a million times. Your best in the Stanley Cup playoffs, your best players have to be your best players. Mm-hmm. And in game 3, the Boston Bruins best players were their best players. There's no ifs ands or buts about it. That's just how good they've been, pretty much all playoff long for yeah. the Boston Bruins. But last night was a different story.
1: Yeah, last night was totally different. But uh, game three, it started off four nothing. Yes, that, that's that's how it started off. Then Barbashev gets a goal, uh, to sort of you know get the Blues fans riled, Look, get into get I, get them into the game. I and- got
0: yelled at on Twitter by somebody. Somebody we know. Somebody we know. Okay. Why? Because I I want good competition. That's what I want. That's what we all want. That's what we all want. And so when St. Louis scored, I was like, all right, maybe this starts a rally. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> a game. Oh, he must have been pissed. And he was so <laughs> pissed at me. Uh but that that
1: was that was, you know, quick lived. It, it was, yes. uh, you know, uh, Tori Krug scores a goal like less than a minute later, or he, a minute he, later.
0: He he goes back at me.
1: How do you like them apples? <laughs> Tori Krug scores a goal, then then Pareko scores a goal in the third period, and you, it's five two at that point. You're thinking, oh, eh, eh, maybe but can the, they do it? But no. With but, the, no.
0: but with the role Tuukka was on, yeah, I mean, nah. you, you couldn't.
1: I, and and last night was the first time in regulation, I think, in like eight games eight or something or like that, games. that Tuka Rask gave up three goals. Yeah. More than three goals. So no, th- Three goals, you're right. Yeah, yeah, th- three or more goals it, yeah. well, was a stat. But yeah, he gave up three goals last night. I mean, that's the first time in eight regula- regulation games that that's happened against Tuka Rask, which is unreal, especially in these playoffs. Because, you know, there are games here and there that are absolute blowouts. Mm -hmm. But that's how good Tuukka Rask has been in the the NHL playoffs this year. He's been
0: so good. he's. I've heard Pierre Maguire say this on the broadcast, and I'm not a big Pierre Maguire fan. But I agree with him. Is (laughs) anybody really?
1: Probably someone. Only NBC.
0: But I agree with him when he says, this is the best hockey we've ever seen Tuukka Rask play. Uh, Up until last night, his rebound control had been excellent.
1: Yeah, we saw the goal by uh, Ryan O'Reilly. The third goal um, to, to to give the St. Louis Blues the lead was out, was off of a high shot that hit him off, you know, the, yep. the, the the upper body, juicy rebound for Ryan O'Reilly. He square he he puts it in, gave the gave the Blues the ultimate lead at that point to to finish off the game.
0: Yeah, and he he had been so good for them. So Tuukka was due for I don't even want to call it a bad game because I still think he played pretty well last night. Yeah, gave him three goals it. It could have been a lot worse because St. Louis, for the most part last night, dominated play.
1: So, now looking at yesterday's game, at last night's game, which was game four of the Stanley Cup Finals uh, from St. Louis, Ryan O'Reilly was obviously the, you know, the the number one star in this game.
0: Yes, and The missing persons report out on him. It came
1: back. back. Yeah, somebody found him on the streets of St. Louis, and they said, Ryan, you have to dress up for this game, brother. They need you out there. He came out. He got two huge goals.
0: First one, 43
1: seconds in. and uh, a nice little wraparound, too.
0: Yeah, deflected initially off a shot by Vince Dunn by Zach Sanford, and then the wraparound.
1: Uh, So Ryan O'Reilly gets the two goals, the first one and the game-winning one. Uh, Petrangelo had two assists in this game. Mm -hmm. Um, Big, big big-time bounce back by the St. Louis Blues. Tarasenko gets another goal. uh, His 11th of the playoffs. This kid's just on fire.
0: This playoff for him has been the Tarasenko show. I see what you did there. I see what (laughs) you did
1: there. Charlie Coyle gets another goal for the Boston Bruins. He's the one that tied up the game in the first period 13 minutes in. His 9th. He's, um, been really, he's been really good. He's been really good. good.
0: He, uh, I believe he tied his goal total from the regular season. Right? Really? I <laughs> the mean, it's
1: just been absolutely on fire. And then Carlo gets the, the shorthanded goal in the second period to tie the game at two. Um, Bergeron gets the assist. Marshawn gets an assist. Zdeno Chara gets an assist in this game. Then he takes a puck off the face. Yeah, that's uh, the
0: biggest story. Uh,
1: I mean, the, the guy's just a target at this point. He takes one off the wrist, he gets cut up. Well, takes one in the he, mouth, gets hurt. But comes back into the game. This one rolled up his stick and hit him in the oh, mouth. Oh, those are always the worst
0: ones. Yeah, and then... Uh,
1: I mean, any hit to the, he, to the mouth is mouth. He was bad.
0: sitting on the bench in the third period and, you know, NBC being... NBC. No, 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 no. Doing their job. Kept yeah. focusing on him because he never took a shift afterwards. Mm. And then it came out afterwards that it was... Uh, advised to Keep Bruce him Cassidy to not play him. So maybe he'll con- be re- re- reevaluated when they go to like ball. symptoms
1: maybe, the way maybe the puck hit maybe him or draw. maybe a jaw or, the, you know, loose bodies in the mouth and whatnot. I mean, but that that would be a huge loss if, if for, for the Bruins. <laughs> for, the, for the Bruins, if he can't come back and, and possibly play a game five in this series, which is Thursday. Yeah.
0: And they're already down Matt Grizzlick who hopefully will be back for them in game five. He's in concussion protocol still, but who knows? I mean, you're getting down to now you have to play guys like John Moore and Stephen mm-hmm. for and you have to play the minutes that they're not used to playing. It's going to be hard on guys like Charlie McAvoy and Brandon Carlo, who are still young players. But they're going to have to play those larger minutes. But they're in growing the into their
1: own at this point in this playoff. They're oh yeah, they are really growing before our eyes. Oh, here. McAvoy's
0: been fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Long Island kid, Long Beach kid. Absolutely, yeah.
1: absolutely. McAvoy has been one of their best players this entire postseason run. Yeah, you, uh, McAvoy, Tukarsk. I mean, uh, I mean, Tori Krug has been, uh, you know, pretty good as well. I mean, these yeah. are just guys that have been consistent, consistent, consistent for the Boston Bruins that they deserve they deserve all that the love and accolades that they that they're getting right now
0: and they do and i think most people will give it to them this is why they're in the spot they're in you know you talk about carlo i mean carlo brandon carlo last night scored a shorthanded goal to tie the game at 2 he was the 20th different boston bruin to score a goal this playoff wow that's unbelievable yeah, that really is talk about depth and how well they've played They've brewed up a nice offense there in Boston.
1: It's, it, I mean, what they got going on is is really incredible. Oh yeah, it really is from top to bottom.
0: It's a nice team. It's a really nice, good young, for most part, young team.
1: And it's good for the St. Louis Blues as well because they made this a series now. Oh yeah, they couldn't go down three. Yeah, more. after after that, you know, that horrifying loss on 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 when was it Saturday, Saturday night? Saturday night, seven to two. I mean, you couldn't. I bet you Craig Berube was just on fire on Sunday. On fire. He, he had to be.
0: You know what's funny? is, And we talked about it before with penalties. And he said during his news conference Sunday, whatever, post-practice, he goes, we were the least penalized team in the league for the first three rounds. And how- I don't <laughs> know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like pandering to the officials. And last yeah. night they wound up taking only, I think, two penalties. So... They got
1: the message loud and clear. I mean Alex Petrangelo said it uh, you know, after the game. Um he's I have said it all playoffs. Things don't really seem to phase us. And mm-hmm. and that's something that they really need to sort of go by here. Because you know, hey, going back to it, but seven to two is seven to two. That's that's a that's a terrible that's a yeah. heartbreak. That's the type of loss that fractures a team's psyche. Especially a rookie goalie. Yeah, especially. With Jordan Bennington in that. You're thinking, oh, maybe they go back to Allen nah. uh, for, for game for game four here, and you know what? No, you throw you go out there and you take and you put in the goalie who's gotten you to this point, which has been Jordan Bennington. because mm-hmm. once Jordan Bennington took over as a starting goalie for the St. Louis Blues, things really picked it up. Absolutely. So with Jordan Bennington in net, you're, you're thinking, okay, let's just get through the first five minutes of the game without. You know, without getting any any damage done, necessarily. Mm-hmm. The Blues go out and get the first goal. That's a huge confidence booster for a goalie, oh, especially absolutely. a rookie goalie. Yep. You go on from there. He's making big save after big save. Yeah, he gives up the two goals, but the team in front of him was able to consist- consistently pressure the Boston Bruins and two Rask, ultimately ending up in the third goal by Ryan O'Reilly that got them to the victory.
0: And so, he was able to hold that. So. Exactly.
1: So, I mean... Huge confidence booster for Jordan Bennington himself. Huge confidence booster for the St. Louis Blues. who we'll now go to game five in Boston on Thursday night. And the winner of that game will more than likely 95% sure win the Stanley Cup final. They will be hosting, hoisting up the Stanley Cup. That's just what's going to happen in this one. I said seven. I'm sticking to that. Mm-hmm. I'm sticking with the St. Louis Blues though. At this point, I can't really go away from my judgment.
0: I I can't get get away from Boston, but if, if Zdeno Chara is out, that's huge. It really is. It is as, as punny as that sounds. He he played not. such an important role on the penalty kill. He's a still at his age a shut down defenseman. He is so important leadership wise too to that team. Zdeno Chara, obviously, he's going to be a Hall of Famer once he's done. Yeah, oh, for sure. But to, they would miss him if he's out any extended period of time. They would really miss him.
1: He's their captain, of course. He,
0: he is their captain, but I, I, I think that team has so much leadership that it doesn't matter who would wear No, because the at that
1: point you'd have you know uh, Bergeron or Marshawn or, Marchand or, I, I, or Ber- Tuka Rask, you know, Ber- obviously. Ber- Bergeron. No, but I'm saying, like yes. you go down the line in, in yeah, terms sure. of leadership here at this point because these even Tori has been there. These for are the a few these years. are the players that have been there through you know ever since the last Stanley Cup that yeah. that the Boston Bruins won. Those are the players that have been there for yeah. that long. Been there, so there they, done that. Exactly. So those are the players that you rely on when the yeah. Dano Charles is not on the ice. You lean on those guys to get you through a game. Yeah. So you, you got that. But um, I, like Oscar Sunquist said of the St. Louis Blues, it's anyone's game now.
0: 2 he played a. He was really good last night. He didn't score. I don't think he had an assist either. But I mean, hit, coming off a of suspension, you need to him. <laughs> that line of him, Steen, and Barbashev were mainly played up against the Bergeron line, and they did, they a, fantastic did a really job. good job. They, they were really job. physical with them. So I, I think that was a little bit of more of an adjustment from St. Louis too. Let's be a little bit more physical mm-hmm. in the neutral zone as opposed to being in our own zone. But you see,
1: that's the thing. You have to be physical, but not in a stupid way. Yeah, that they were much smarter penalties. last night. You got to be smart with your physicality, which is why the Boston Bruins has sort of dictated the the pace in terms of physicality all throughout the playoffs, not just in the Stanley Cup Finals, but yeah. all throughout the playoffs. Yeah, if you look back to that Leaf series, the Leafs don't have guys
0: to, who play that style. No,
1: they don't. They have guys who are who – are, you know. More skilled. Speed, uh, speed, skilled, dump the puck. Go around. Go yep. around. That's the type of play that the Toronto Maple Leafs had. But that's not the type of play the Boston Bruins did. <laughs> no. <laughs> they went out there and we're gonna, literally crushing you we're to gonna, the boards.
0: We're going to play our style, which is we're going to. We can play that skilled game, but we're also going to be really physical and we're going to be smart about so your skilled players
1: aren't going to be on the power play. That's what they did to Toronto, that's what they did to Columbus, and that's what they ultimately did to the Carolina Hurricanes that really rattled them. Yes. The Carolina Hurricanes were rattled. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, game five is on Thursday night, 8 o'clock p.m. in Boston at the TD Garden. Boston Brew and St. Louis Blues game five of the Stanley Cup final. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to touch on, we're actually going to talk about the NBA Finals Game 2, which was Sunday night in Toronto, up in the 6th. And boy, wow, what a game it was. It really was. Another immaculate run by the Golden State Warriors (laughs) in this one. Just unbelievable what this team can do. Without Kevin Durant, with a half-hobbled Andre Iguodala, with without a Clay Thompson after the third period after the third quarter i mean just wow unbelievable we're going to we're going to talk about that when we come back here on the worldwide sports radio network this is chalk talk
0: you're, you're, you're listening to the worldwide sports radio network you're, you're, you're listening to, to chalk talk on the worldwide sports radio network
1: all right so let's get into it we got the nba finals game 2 was on sunday night on abc and boy was it a fantastic game from start to finish up in the six in toronto uh the we the north you know fans you know the, how they've embraced that uh, i mean and the way the toronto raptors came out of that game was just like uh-oh here we go again are the golden state warriors actually gonna go down two two nil holy crap, this is going to happen. And if they do go down two zero, are they going to rush KD back? Which they probably would have, even though they would say no. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that did not happen. The Golden State Warriors, once again, I don't know how the hell they do it, but they came back from another double-digit deficit in this game in the second half to grind themselves to a 109-104 victory over the Toronto Raptors in game two. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, that game was just unreal. The the the, the Golden State Warriors, I believe they went on an 18-0 run mm-hmm. in that second half, in the third quarter, let's just say that, in the third quarter. 18-0 run to get themselves back into this game, into the lead, and from there on, that's how it ended. It was just an unbelievable display uh, from, you know, from everybody on the Warriors at that point. Mm -hmm. Everybody had a little something to do with what happened last—what happened that night. Um, You know, but on the Toronto side of it, on the Toronto side of it, we knew we weren't going to get a game two like we did a game one from Pascal Siakam. Mm -hmm. We just knew that, right? That was just a foregone conclusion. We had 34 points from Kawhi Leonard— but it wasn't, it's not a prototypical Kawhi Leonard type of uh, a game. He's hurt, man. He's actually hurt. Yeah. He is playing through whatever it is that injury is, and it's hobbling him. It's bothering him to no end. But he's going out there and still getting you 34 points. It's, it really is incredible the will that this guy has to go out there and, and play the game. Um, uh, Pascal Siakam, 12 points. Eight rebounds, five assists and forty-one minutes. He was five of eighteen from the field. We we knew that he wasn't going to replicate the numbers that he got from game one. Uh, Marcus, all thirty-one minutes, only had six point six rebounds, two assists. You know, uh, you need a little bit. You more. You need a little bit more, obviously, especially what you did in game one. You had to sort of build up on that. That w- that did not happen. Kyle Lowry got you thirteen points, but he fouled out.
0: That sixth foul was a silly one. Oh, I don't know it was a
1: it, w- it was a terrible terrible, uh, I don't know what he was thinking there. In a situation like that, I understand you want to go for the steal and you're rolling around the player, but you can't. For the life of me, you have five fouls. You got to play smart. Mm -hmm. You got to play smart. In a moment like that, you cannot let your team down. I think it was Draymond Green that got the rebound. He rolled around him, slap on the wrist, foul called right there, six foul, Kyle Lowry's out of the game. Um,
0: With, With about five minutes left, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. it was it was towards the end of the game, but there's still a lot of time on the clock there yeah. at that point. They brought in Danny Green after that, uh, but, uh, you know, eight points for Danny Green, you know, for what he's done.
0: This playoff. This
1: playoff, you know, whatever. <laughs> Good for Danny Green, I guess, right? Fred Van Vliet off the bench, 17 points. Uh, what can you really ask for more from, from Fred Van Vliet? Um, he's been producing left and right for this Toronto and he's Raptors. he's been really good defensively, very too. Very good. I, I I don't know what type of defense they were playing in that second half, uh, in that fourth quarter. I think it was the box one or something like Jeff that. that Jeff Van Gundy said was box one. That Jeff Van Gundy was alluding to the entire fourth quarter. But whatever they were doing, boy, was it disrupting the Golden State Warriors because they didn't score for like six minutes in that fourth quarter. hmm And that's where the game was lost for the Toronto Raptors because yeah. they couldn't score either. Mm-hmm. You know, how many open threes did the Toronto Raptors or uh, empty possessions in general did the Toronto Raptors have in that fourth quarter where neither team was scoring? I mean, Kawhi Leonard missing, was missing threes. Kyle Lowry was missing shots. Pascal Siakam missed shots. Marcus Olman. I mean, everybody was missing shots left and right. If the Toronto Raptors were were making those buckets, Totally different game, obviously, right? You know who would have made those buckets? Who? Drake. Uh, but unfortunately, he was not suited up for this game. <laughs> uh, he's actually done for the season uh, in terms of playing, but he's going to be there rooting for his team. Mm. Uh, they gave him they they gave him the role of global ambassador just so he can be you know with the team at that point uh, because they knew he couldn't be on the floor, so you know they gave him that role at that you know there so. So sort of a, a make him feel good in a sense. You get what I'm saying there, gotcha, big Mike? Gotcha. Uh, but no points, no rebounds, no assists for Drake in zero minutes um, <laughs> in this game, um, and no trash talking points either. Because you know, obviously the Toronto Raptors lost, so he couldn't get anything going.
0: But apparently, he had words after the games with Durant and Clay.
1: <sighs> Shut up! I don't care. <laughs> so annoying. What does he do? He doesn't do anything. But Fred VanVleet, 17 points. Um, the Toronto Raptors just could not score in that fourth quarter. And that's what ultimately killed them. Yes, I under- and in the third quarter too, because obviously the Warriors go on an 18-0 run. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, you're not scoring. And then, you know, that's, eh, you know. Stuff happens. It's, it's troublesome. Yeah. And that's where the game was lost. The, the unbelievable run by the Golden State Warriors and the inability to score of the Toronto Raptors in both the third and the fourth quarter, ultimately cost you the game. Uh, after you were actually up at halftime, 59-54, you were up five points. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get it done. Could how about, not get it
0: done. How about that shot at the end by Iguodala?
1: Oh, just unbelievable shot! And, and the, the, you and you the, heard Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson going at it, sort not not really going at it, but you know, sort of having a, a a difference of opinion. Where Jeff Van Gundy said you leave too much, you left too much time on the clock, and Mark Jackson's like, no. Andre Iguodala was locked in and ready to shoot the moment he got that ball. But first of all, let's not talk about that. Let's talk about how on that same possession, just like four or five seconds before, Steph Curry almost commits a turnover mm-hmm. trying to get the ball. Uh, uh, who was it? Was Sean, it? Livingston. Sean Livingston, right? Trying to get the ball to Sean Livingston. Almost commits a turnover. Oh, my goodness. The player was that like that close to actually getting the turnover. Can you imagine? After you just hit, knocked down a three... I think it was Danny Green that knocked down the three mm-hmm. on the previous possession on the other side of on the other half of the court for the Toronto Raptors. I mean, the incredible turnaround that that would have been because you were only down two points at that time. You would have tied the game, possibly could force overtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, but the the onions on Andre Iguodala who was who who, who missed threes like, you know, like like I cheeseburgers. You know what I'm saying? Like the the dude was just missing them left and right. For him to have the ability to knock down that shot at that crucial of a moment. How often would a guy
0: rush that shot? Because he knows he's that open, and he also knows
1: the shot clock. Well, uh, uh, probably another guy would have ran down the shot clock, like, even more. But... But Big, huge shot. I mean, that—that's the shot player. that that pretty much was the nail that, that was not pretty nail. much. But that was the nail in the coffin there for the for for the Golden State Warriors on that three by Andre Iguodala, um, which led to the final score of one hundred nine, one hundred four. But let's just look at the Golden State Warriors' uh, production in this game. Obviously, we're going to start off with Steph Curry, twenty three points, three assists. I mean, three rebounds, four assists, six of seventeen from the field, three of ten from three. Not a prototypical Steph Curry game, and he had some lapses in judgment in in this game. But that's the that is more credit to Nick Nurse and that box in one uh, defense that Jeff Van Gundy was yeah. so much it was so alluding to in that game, mm-hmm. especially in that second half and in that fourth quarter. That is uh, attributed to Steph Curry's um, off game. Let's just put it that way. Uh, Clay Thompson made up for himself twenty five points. Um, ten of 17, 4 of six from uh, from three, five rebounds, five assists. But that's not the story there. Mm-hmm. The story with Klay Thompson is he takes a three, lands awkwardly, does a half split, knee goes the other way. Um, but he he continued in the game. Then I think like halfway through the third or about to start the fourth quarter, he comes out. It's um, uh, it, uh, Doris Burke lets us know that it's uh, uh a pulled hamstring, mm-hmm. pulled left hamstring. Um, they say he is, I, I think, questionable or probable questionable for the game, questionable for game uh, for game three in Oakland. But more
0: than likely to play. Pl- yeah, from what basically. Well, I mean, we they ha-
1: they need him because they're running out of bodies at this point.
0: Well, they just lost Kevon, Kevon Looney, Looney, broken collarbone.
1: Yep. Uh so he's out for the rest of the playoffs for the rest of the final. Um, obviously, Kevin Durant. We still haven't heard much on him, but a lot of people are saying he's going to be back by game four. Let's, he I, hasn't I, even practiced. He hasn't even practiced, so I don't believe that. I don't believe it yet. Until if, I
0: hear him. If they lose game three, I could see it. I could, but yeah. if they go up 2 1, I could just see, see Steve Kerr say, nope, not going to rush him yet.
1: But uh, yeah, Kevon Mooney, that's going to be a big time loss because uh, he actually started the game before. I think he started game one. He started game one. Uh, came off the bench here in game two, but in, in only 10 minutes, he wasn't able to do much. Um, he only had one rebound, but you know that injury is, you know, that's tough because that's another body that you're missing at this point. Well,
0: it, also because if you look at who did start game two, ah,
1: yes, Boogie Cousins.
0: Can you really expect him to play the minutes he played? In well, game? he,
1: I think he's on. He was on a minutes restriction at that point. I think he was only allowed I, to play 20 minutes, but he had to play the he 28 had to
0: because of the injury.
1: But let's, I mean, let's just put it out there. He Boogie was, Cousins was the savior of this game for the, for the Golden State Warriors. 11 points, 10 rebounds. I mean, incredible game for Boogie Cousins.
0: Yeah. Him and Draymond were the two shining stars in game two. Draymond, 17, 10, and 9. So, but but Boogie brings that element, man, to that team. Physicality. That, that they've never uh, – not just that, the interior presence. Yeah, He's a force on the post and – there's not really a great answer for from Toronto, and then he could stretch you out.
1: Yeah, that, so that,
0: that, he's just—he's he, a, a a dual threat in in many
1: ways. Um,
0: he must have liked the music in Toronto because he got down.
1: <laughs> he got down in the north, huh?
0: He got down in the north. He he, he loves to boogie there. Oh, I see what you did there. Very good. <laughs> Very good.
1: Stupendous. Round of applause for you there, Big Mike. Round of applause. But, yes, Boogie had a uh, a very big game. uh, Draymond Green had a stupendous game. Like you said, 70 points, uh, 10 uh, 10 boards, 9 rebounds, and 41 minutes, 6 of 12 from the field. Um, Andre Iguodala, he's more in there for his defense. Let's just put it that Mm -hmm. way. He's not in there to score points. He's not in there to be an offensive juggernaut. He's in there to play defense, and that's what he does. And rebound. And and he had the rebounds. He also dished the ball pretty well, six assists in this one. Eight rebounds, eight points. But obviously that three at the end of the game is what put the nail in the coffin Mm -hmm. for the Golden State Warriors.
0: There's just such a coolness and a calmness about him. When he's out there, even on the bench, he's talking guys up. And well, that's that veteran leadership that you need. Yeah, coming from a team that's just so balanced. and just you know, a,
1: it, Remember him on the Philadelphia 76ers and how, like how demonstrative he was?
0: I remember when he first got into the league and he was playing with Allen Iverson. So you had two AIs on a team. You had two on AIs, the AIs on a team. <laughs>
1: You distinguish them Seems by the, so long ago. Oh, it does, right? It seems like forever ago. You distinguish them by the answer and AI. And, like, <laughs> you know, it's just, uh, that's just the type of game it was. And, I mean, uh, the 109, 104 scoreline, uh, I don't know. It doesn't really didn't detail like the, the story of, of, of what, dictate the story of what this game was. It really didn't.
0: I think another guy who deserves a lot of credit is Steve Kerr because they made an adjustment from game one to two, on Siakam and on Kyle Lowry and on Gasol. I, I think Steve Kerr deserves a little bit of credit. I think we undervalue him a little bit because of the team he has mm-hmm. and all the superstar talent. But Steve Kerr's done it as a coach who makes oh, adjustments. just a unbelievable job. I mean, th- think about it. Their last four wins in the playoffs, they've been trailing at halftime. Yeah. And not not small margins.
1: No, the last three against the Portland Trailblazers were all double-digit deficits uh, at some point throughout the second half. Yeah. At some point. And each one of them were absolute comebacks of epic proportions. Yeah. Epic proportions. And to be down double digits in this game and to go on an 18-0 run in game two, and that is what helps you get over the hump here in, in, in game two of the NBA Finals and to and to slay the Raptors, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's just a testament to what this team is. Yeah. It's a testament to the belief that Steve Kerr instills on this team in practice every day, shoot-arounds every day, in, in the locker room, during video sessions. Every single time that this team goes out there, they can never be counted out because of the fact that they just have sharpshooters everywhere.
0: They do. They, it's
1: it, it, it's 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 sickening to, to really say, it, right? They have sharpshooters everywhere.
0: <laughs> they have snipers and they're
1: ready to roll. Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, right? Draymond Green when he's on fire, he can do it. Um, Kavon Looney can could score. Sean Livingston can score, right?
0: Alfred uh, McKinney. Uh, yeah. Uh, Quinn uh, Cook. Yeah. How great was Qu- Quinn Cook in Game Two?
1: Nine points. In 21 minutes for Quinn Cook, three of six from the field, his three points came on three threes.
0: And they needed him because of what happened to Clay.
1: Yeah. So he played big minutes down the stretch. Yeah. Um, As a team, collectively, 46% from the field, 38 from three. You look at the Toronto Raptors, 37% from the field collectively, 29% from three. Not going to be able to win games like that. Especially, especially against especially, Golden exactly. State. Exactly. There you go. That, 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 that's where I was going with it. Especially against Golden State. Yeah. Who could be a team could knock it down from anywhere. You have to be able to knock it down with them. Yeah. And that did not happen.
0: And even if you're not knocking it down with them, take the two. Yeah. I mean. But even, even still. You're going to have to nail some threes, I know. But, but no,
1: no, no. But I'm saying like even still. At that point, right, if we're looking back at the fourth quarter, they weren't knocking down anything. No. So regardless of what you did. It wasn't working. It wasn't. And, and unlike in game one where Pascal Siakam was knocking down everything that, that he touched, right? Every little shot that he threw up was going in. Every little shot that they threw up in general was going in. Fred Van Vliet with that with that, buzzer beating, uh, with that shot clock buzzer beating shot off of one foot uh, that, that, that was nailed down as a two-pointer. You know, those types of shots were not falling for them. Yeah. Nothing was falling for them in this game. So the Golden State Warriors take game two, 109-104. In Toronto, this series now moves over to the Bay Area. Let's take a look at Game Three, which is Thursday. No, tomorrow. No, tomorrow. Excuse me. Wow, I keep forgetting that this game was Sunday. Um, it, it's t- Game Three is tomorrow. Can the, the question here is Can Toronto take a game in 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 Oakland? Can they pull off a game?
0: Yes, I think they can pull off a game.
1: I well, I, that's all they need, really. They, if yeah. you win one game, you're pretty much in. You're you're in good shape.
0: Yeah, because you're going to go back to Toronto. Yeah, you're so. you're in good shape. I think they'll get at least one. I I don't see why not. I think you're right. Kawhi's banged up, but he's still playing at such a high level. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to get a better game from
1: Siakam at some point. I mean, Kawhi's like averaging over 30 points in this play.
0: He's 30, averaging 31, I believe. Yeah. Y- you need more out of Lowry and Gasol.
1: Well, Lowry needs to stop taking taking stupid fouls. That's just what it is,
0: right? But his presence is needed on the floor. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That, yeah.
1: Exactly. That, that's what I'm getting at. At the stupid yeah. fouls situation. Like, I mean, you're fouling out with like more than five minutes in the game. I mean, can't do he it. Can't. No. Wow. What are you
0: doing? Yeah. So you're gonna need those two guys. You're gonna need Fred Van Vliet, who I think a yeah. lot of people can make the argument. He's been the Raptors' second best player and, all and playoffs. You
1: need him to continue on that streak.
0: Yeah, and knowing, I I, I think the biggest thing here is what is the health of. Clay Thompson we're saying he's questionable probably good to go but will but, he be 100% it, no he's not going to be 100% but how effective can he be mm-hmm. at not being 100% and if he's not effective who's going to be number two to Steph Curry's number one yeah. is it going to be Boogie Cousins is it going to be Draymond is it going to be maybe Quinn Cook get some more minutes mckinney someone outside is going to have to step up if clay thompson cannot produce at the level we are accustomed to him producing because of the injury
1: game three wednesday night nine o'clock on abc from the bay area the golden state warriors taking on the toronto raptors um so the outcome for game three, what do you see? Uh, what, what do you see? It?
0: I think Golden State wins. Okay. Yeah, tight I, I tight so. game.
1: I think so as well. I, I actually think it's it, it's sort of a blowout. I do think you? it's a double-digit win for the Golden State Warriors.
0: Okay. I think the crowd play a big factor.
1: Absolutely. In one of the final games at the Oracle Arena, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think they're going to be on a 100 type of a level. Okay. So I, I see the Golden State Warriors winning game three by double digits big mike sees the golden state warriors in a closer game but regardless we have the golden state warriors taking game three with that being said ladies and gentlemen we're going to go to break when we come back to start of the three o'clock hour here on the worldwide sports radio network this is chalk talk
0: you're you're, you're listening to the worldwide sports radio network You're listening to Ted Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. 3 o'clock hour here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm Renee Canales. That's Big Mike Griffin, our producer behind the board. Let's get into baseball. Um, Tough weekend for the Mets. Tough weekend reality for the Mets, it was. uh, Another stupendous weekend for the Yankees. Um, Let's start off with the Mets, though. They lose 2 out of 3 to the Arizona Diamondbacks. They lose 3 out of 4 to the... Uh, Dodgers. Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, yeah, not what the doctor ordered after a, a really eye-opening homestand by the Mets previously where they beat the Nationals, they sweep the Nationals, they beat the Tigers uh, two out of three. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of kind of equals that out, I guess, you know, even record between the homestand and, and, and the road trip. Uh, now you're coming back home, you're playing against the San Francisco Giants this week. Uh, you got Degrom against Bumgarner tonight, Cindergard. At City, uh, Cindergard uh Bumgarner at at uh, City Rematch Field. Rematch of
0: the Wild Card
1: game yeah. for a few oh, years. Oh, stupendous ago. Wild Card game, by the way. Zero zero going into yeah, you know the, yeah. into the late innings. You gave up the home run, whatever. Uh, yeah. You lose the game there. Uh, I actually had the Mets win in that game, uh, but we know how my picks go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the road trip not with the not with the doctor ordered for the New York Mets. Where do you go on from here? Is Mickey Calloway still safe here? That's a question now. Because you blow a five not only do you blow a five nothing lead right mm-hmm. first of all you blow an eight three lead in L A in L A you blow a five nothing lead
0: in, in Arizona.
1: Arizona the bullpen is obviously depleted as it can get as depleted as it can get because I mean wow on two on the same road trip you blow two
0: five run leads all right so I'm gonna go back to the Dodger thing first before I hit the Arizona. The Dodgers might... Net, well, they're the better team. The Dodgers are the best team in the National League. I yeah. don't think anyone's going to doubt that. But offensively, if you look at them, they are very comparable to what the Houston Astros are in the American League. Mm-hmm. There's not an easy out no, no, on no, either one. No, lineup. No, there
1: isn't. And so, the way Cody Bellinger... And
0: played. Cody Bellinger... Cody Bellinger might pull off what Miguel Cabrera did years ago, and that's the a trip to Triple crown. crown. With the start, Cody Bellinger's been off to. But look, the bullpen is is what it is, kind of deal. My my biggest thing is, and th- this this is square on Mickey Callaway. And I I'm I will be the first one to say I liked bringing back Jeurys Familia. I'm Terrible on record. Terrible move at this point. Abysmal. You, you have to find a way to get him his confidence back. So put him in lesser. Meaningless, less stressful situations. Let him get some outs that way.
1: And Is there any th- way you can DFA him?
0: Not with two. Not not in the first year of a three year deal. I mean, I I don't see anyone claiming that yet. I I think that's a little drastic too. Um, my my thing, just get find a way to get him his confidence back. Don't give him the eighth inning. Don't just hand him the eighth inning because of the contract and what he's meant to the organization prior. Have him work it way back. Use Seth Lugo for the eighth inning. Use Robert Gazellman for the eighth inning. There might be times you want to use Edwin Diaz for more than three outs.
1: Which they're going to
0: which be. Which there are going to be, which apparently was off limits early in the year, which I still don't understand. If he's your best reliever, you use him in bigger spots. But the trip – I mean, L.A., you can make a case they could have won three out of four. I would have loved a split. Mm -hmm. But listen, you got to – DeGrom didn't pitch his best, but he gave you an opportunity to win. Steven Matz got you to win. Noah Syndergaard didn't pitch his best, but he gave you a chance to win. Jason Vargas had his best start as a (laughs) Met, and he lost. (laughs) So then you go to Arizona, and you're hoping for two out of three. You you win, you, you win Friday night. The offense was good. Yeah, yeah. You got what you needed. Saturday night, you were. I thought you were in cruise control, at five nothing. Jacob Degrom looked like Jacob Degrom and in typical Mets fashion. And in typical Mets fashion, he felt something in his hip. Callaway and the trainer come out. Was and Ray they, Ramirez. No, I don't think it was Ray Ramirez. Ray Ramirez might have injected him with something in the hip. That's how he <laughs> While he, got he was him. leaving. <laughs> <laughs> but um, DeGrom said he was fine to go. And, and I think if you're Mickey in that, that spot. That was the cross area, if anything. But if you're, anything. if you're Mickey in that spot and you know that's a game you need. You don't take him out. You don't take him out. Mm-hmm. You, you, you let him finish the inning. Yeah. Then you can pull him. And then you can decide how you want to go about it. Yeah. But, I mean, he's your ace, and he's the w- way he is. He wants the ball every fifth day. He says that he's fine. I-, I would take him as w- is at his word. I know everyone's going to say, oh, but Noah said he was fine, and then he hurt his lat two years ago. Different circumstance because <laughs> Noah's Noah was just a
1: jackass. He didn't want to get an MRI.
0: Noah didn't want the MRI, and, you know, he doesn't have the pedigree, J-Cast, yeah. now. Yeah. So. And then Sunday, Steve Match just didn't have it. So you know what? You chalk it up to another bad road trip. Now you go home. You're playing an abysmal San Francisco Giants. Twenty-four
1: and thirty-four. San Francisco Giants, three and seven in their last ten games. Two-game winning streak. Yeah, uh, sixteen and a half back. Listen, listen. It's a
0: two-game winning streak. They played the Orioles this weekend.
1: So take any precaution. Two-game winning streak. Lost one.
0: Yeah. So. (laughs) So. And unfortunately for the Mets, they get to face the best player the Giants have tonight, and Madison, Madison Bumgarner. But this is a test for Noah Syndergaard, too, to go up and match him.
1: And he has to. He kind of has no choice. No. He, you can't You can't lose these games to the Giants.
0: You can't. You just simply can't. No, you can't. Because so, no, then that question will come back around. On Mickey. Yeah. And here's the thing I'll say about Mickey is you don't have that press conference before the previous homestand and not just fire him right after. You, yeah. you, you can't kind of do it. You can't do it. So, Mickey is here. In my opinion, he's here till the All-Star break, and then they'll mm-hmm. make a, a decision on where they are. Mm-hmm. Here's the, the other break for them. The Phillies got swept by the Dodgers this weekend and they lost to the Padres last night. Yeah. The Mets are only four and a half out.
1: Four and a half out, twenty eight and thirty-one. The Phillies are thirty-three and twenty seven. Uh the deficits right there. Atlanta could could overtake the Phillies for first place in the National League East. Yeah, they're half game um, out. Half game out. But I mean, that's what's the saving grace for the New York Mets at this point. Yeah. They are is. right there. They, they, they're within track. track and they haven't distance.
0: played their best baseball.
1: And they have not. But this is the time to do it because we outlined their schedule for the remainder yes. of the month. And going into the All-Star break, let's just be brutally honest. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough as hell.
0: So, so, so if you go in and, and you could say sweep the Giants. That'd be great. The, That's the, what
1: the doctor ordered. If that, it that,
0: but two out of three. Two out oh, of three absolutely. is a must. Absolutely. Then you play the Rockies this week. The Rockies are rolling. They're 9-1 and one in their last 10. They've won eight in a row. Yes, they have 31-27. The, and 27. They are red hot. So if you can find a way to take two of three from the Rockies, awesome. Mm-hmm. But, you know, right now, just focus on the Giants. I believe Robbie Cano should be back tonight. Okay. Um. Maybe McNeil too. I don't know. But I think Robbie Cano is scheduled or he was eligible to come off Sunday. He could be in the lineup tonight. Tough matchup for him if he is back and Bumgardner.
1: You need Noah Syndergaard to ramp up the way he's been pitching. He's three and four with a four nine o ERA. Yeah, he needs to be better. He needs to be better. And you're going up against Madison Bumgarner, who's three and five, but not necessarily all his fault. No, he the doesn't team, get the, the run support. The team around him it just doesn't help him with a four ERA. But
0: and there's no one in that lineup that really scares you. I nah. mean Brandon Crawford. Kind defensively of. scares you because but, he's so good. Yeah. But L- Longoria's not the player he once nope. was. Brandon Belt's a pretty good first baseman, but nope. he he doesn't really scare you.
1: You're hoping. If you're the Mets, you're hoping, right? The you got the Braves playing against the Pirates this uh, uh this start of the week, right? Yes. You're hoping that the Pirates take care of their business. You're hoping that the Mets take care of their business and you're hoping the Padres take care of business against the Phillies. You you're in good shape there. Just take care of your business. No, but don't, no, but, that, no, but that's worry. what I'm saying. Yeah. You, you're, if, if you take care of your business, exactly. Nothing. If else. If you take more. care of your business, but you also want to keep an eye on, oh, on sure. the other teams, right? Because you're hoping that the teams around you start losing, and so, you can creep and you can back, get, in. creep back into it. So I mean, but,
0: but you know, you're going to be playing those teams sooner rather than later. Exactly. So so, so that, that's what that's, that's
1: why that's important. That's why you want to You want the other teams to, to to not take care of their business oh, because yeah. when you come around and you play them, you take care of your business. You're back in
0: there, And Andrew McCutcheon got hurt last night for the Phillies. Huge did loss. not look good. Huge loss, knee. Yeah, didn't look good. Um, but they acquired Jay Bruce, so that'll solve the <laughs> issues. <laughs> well, yeah, sort of. Bruce right? Almighty, man. Uh,
1: Bruce back in the East, huh? Um, Bruce Banner back in the East. But uh, yeah, that's the that's to take a look at. That's a look at the Mets. There. Let's take a look at the New York Yankees, uh, who had themselves another victory in the series. They take two out of three from the Boston Red Sox over the weekend at Yankee Stadium. They lose Sunday night in the Sunday night baseball game. Uh CC Sabathia coming off of the uh injured list just obviously was you know, he he went his prototypical four or five innings. Um he gave up some big hits. Um uh Xander Bogart took in deep, uh, I believe. Uh it was just all around CC Sabathia. It was a game Boston needed. Yeah, even. and CC Sabathia didn't have his best stuff. But even what even still, right? Mm-hmm. Even still the Boston Red Sox needed that game right you're up eight to two. eight to two or eight to three or whatever it was the Yankees start creeping back into this game you're thinking holy crap this could happen this could happen but obviously not Yankees lose that one um but you take another series against the Boston Red Sox up until that I think they're four and one again against the Red Sox right now in the two series that they played they got one coming up uh later this month up in uh, Seven, across nine? the pond in London, oh London! They got a two-game set in London. Uh, those games actually start at like ten or eleven a.m. Mm. Yeah, interesting, right? Feels weird. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that.
0: You can have some teen crumpets while watching the game. Fish and chips, man. Fish and, Get and chips. It right. no.
1: Fish and chips. My bad. Um, but right now, looking at the at the standings, right yes. in the American League East, the New York Yankees are thirty-eight and 20, 18 games over 500. Eight and a half up on the Boston Red Sox. Eight and a half up. Oh, a little bit of breaking news here from the New York Mets. Uh, activate Jeff McNeil off the injured list.
0: Oh, Jeff McNeil, not Robbie Cano.
1: No, Jeff McNeil is activated off the injured list.
0: Interesting to see what the corresponding move is. Um,
1: but. but, yeah, that that just, uh, just good, popped good. up on my uh, – They
0: needed him at the top of the line because Ahmed Rosario was not doing the job at the leadoff spot. Rosario's kind of re- – I don't want to say he's regressed, but he has not. Taking a step back a little bit. He has not had especially defensively, he's not been great this year. Uh
1: but yeah, back to the Yankees real quick. Um two and a half up on the Tampa Bay Rays. That's as big of as big of a lead as they've had all season long against the Rays. Uh who just They don't go away. They don't go away. Even though they've lost three in a row. They played they don't the go twins, yeah. but yeah, they, they they don't go away. They're they're feisty. Man, if we're talking about surprise teams, man, the Minnesota Twins—it's just unreal what they're doing. Eleven 40 and 18. And eighteen, eleven and a half game lead over the White Sox and the Indians in the American League Central. I, I, I just based on winning percentage, they have the best record in baseball at forty and eighteen. And it's kind
0: of a who's who of
1: yeah, position. I like it's, you
0: know. Everyone contributes. Rocco Baldelli's done a really good job. Even
1: manager-wise, if you ask a non like a a a non baseball fan who their manager is, no You probably money. still think it's Ron Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> Torrey Hunter's still at center <laughs> yeah, field. Yeah, exactly. Jack Jones. Jack Jones in yeah, lock. exactly. Corey Koski over at third base. You got um uh Justin Morneau still playing. And Joe Mauer. Joe Mauer. You, you know you you don't think that it's Rocco Baldelli. Dude, former it's, Tampa Bay Ray, great. You know, first
0: overall pick, I believe. Draft was last night,
1: but it, think, yeah, it, it was the uh, the Orioles took uh, what's his name, uh, Austin something, Roshman, something yeah. like that. Catcher, first yeah. catcher
0: taking number one overall since.
1: Is it Joe Mauer? Oh crap! Oh, okay, I was gonna say Buster Posey, but not bad, not uh-huh. bad. Nice little stat, nice little just nugget there, Big Mike. All right, thanks, man. Feeding me some chicken nuggets on them Tuesday, huh? <laughs> Love it. But um, the Red Sox are now thirty and twenty-nine.
0: Mm-hmm. Is it, it? You can't write them off yet. It, that's what I was getting. No. at. No,
1: it's it's an eight and a half I'm, game lead. Oh, uh, the the Yankees over the Red Sox nine in the loss column. Is it? Can you still? Can you write them off, or do you? It's because it's Red Sox.
0: That's why you I, can't write them off. I'm not writing them off because they haven't played their best ball yet. No, they haven't. Uh,
1: their pitching hasn't been great either. Pitching hasn't been David great. David Price finally wins a game at Yankee Stadium. Maybe that you know helps them out a little you, bit you, there. You,
0: Chris Sale needs to pitch. Chris Sale's been pitching pretty well, but it's been one or two pitches. And he had ten strikeouts on Friday. Ten uh, strikeouts. It, it was the one pitch he just. I I was it who I forgot who took him deep, but he just regrets one pitch basically. But look, he, he you would think he's gonna get going at some point. Offensively, they've kind of been carried offensively by DJ Bo- LeMahieu. Oh well, D, DJ he had a great weekend. Yeah, really helped my fantasy team. You know who
1: didn't have a great weekend? Clint Fraser.
0: Um, I have something on that too because want to say it now. <laughs> Listen, if you may make a mistake, fine. We'll live with it. Just own it with the media. Yeah. You you don't have the pedigree of not wanting to talk to the media.
1: And even and even a guy, right? And
0: even if you did, you're Clint Frazier.
1: It, well, what I was going to say is, right, you had a guy like Derek Jeter, right? Because that's who everybody in New York tries to emulate when they try to play baseball. Derek Jeter, right? You got you had a guy like Derek Jeter who if he made a mistake in a game or he had Owned a bad it. streak... He would he would own it. He would stand there at his locker and he would talk, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe he wouldn't say a word sometimes, but he would still stand at his locker and, and, and be there available for the media. Clint Frazier just left.
0: You can't do it.
1: And the worst part is you leave your teammates to answer these questions for you. It, it, it's that, and it's also
0: this. You know when Stanton comes back and Aaron Judge comes back, Clint Frazier's the man out. Even if he keeps hitting the way he's hitting. But this is not a good look. It's not. It's not a good look. It's for not him.
1: the Yankee way, in a sense, right? We, it's every, not being every, a pro. Everybody tries to joke around, but it's not the Yankee way. It's not the pro way. Yeah, it's really right not. I, be- I
0: expect that kind of stuff in Queens. I don't expect that in the Bronx.
1: It's not the first time he's done it, though. It's I, I,
0: and someone in the organization, whether it's Aaron Boone.
1: Oh, this is – coming. Brian Cashman's definitely talked to
0: him. Aaron Boone, Brian Cashman, even if it's a player, someone's got to hold him accountable. Yeah, I agree. And, and, um, you know, whether he just needs to understand what's going on or whatever it is, listen, you're a human being. People make mistakes all the time. Mm -hmm. You will be forgiven, but you can't go out there and not talk to the media. You play in New York, bro. You play in New York. Bro. If you don't want to talk to the media, you're not going to – if you don't want to talk – I understand you don't want to quote, quote everyone, you know. But just say, look, I had a rough rough game tonight. Yeah. Get back at it Tuesday Before in Toronto. Own it
1: up that way, right? Yeah, I had just, a tough just game. Say, yeah.
0: Everyone has one. Yeah. Everyone has a bad game.
1: And it did cost the, Yanke- uh, the 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 Yankees three runs. It did, and you know those three runs were obviously very important. The yeah. game ended eight to five.
0: Yeah, j- just say look, it's my fault. Yep, I'm gonna work on it, on what I need to work on. And, and that's that. And that's that. There's no no it, way around yeah, it. Just that, you know, because you make a bigger deal of it by not talking to the media.
1: And uh, the Yankees play the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Up in Toronto, they got Masahiro Tanaka tonight going up against Clayton Richard. Uh, Tanaka's 3-4 and four with a 3-2 ERA. Uh, let's see what happens with the New York Yankees at this point. right? You lose one to the Red Sox. You, you want to keep that streak of, of series alive. And Toronto's not, no, Toronto's not good. let just put that way. Toronto's, not Toronto's not good. Toronto's not
0: good. Toronto and Baltimore are the two teams you have to beat up in the end, at least.
1: It's I mean, the Yankees have beaten up to run, uh, Baltimore. Baltimore. So that, that that's Are, a, that's a good this, one. Right is now. this our first series with Toronto? Yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, Toronto could still hit the ball. They have some guys who could really swing. Yeah, it. I mean, you got
1: Guerrero Junior.
0: He's been red hot. Justin Smoke yep. is still there. Justin
1: Smoke has killed the Yankees in this time. Killed He's them. absolutely. You, you, you mean he smoked them? Oh yes. Good job.
0: Thank good job, you. Buddy but but it's Clayton Richard it's not Marcus Stroman yeah. it's not you know Aaron Sanchez it's it's Clayton Richard
1: um and one more thing before we go right uh we got the news of Dallas Keuchel a little bit mm-hmm. um it seems like there are two teams that are really vying for his services the Atlanta Braves and the New York Yankees mm-hmm. in your opinion big mike what's the optimal landing spot for for Dallas Keuchel
0: the ultimate landing spot for me would be Atlanta. I think they need a guy at the top of the rotation, kind of lead these young kids by example. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a good. I, I still, ultimately, in my opinion, I think his best spot would be going back to Houston. Yeah. But it seems like that's not going to happen. It's out the window
1: already at this point, it looks like.
0: And, and, you know, we have the Michael K show on here. And I think Don LaGreca brought up a good point, or, or Michael K brought up a good point. You have to be worried then as a Yankee fan about Luis Severino if you're yeah. really thinking Dallas Keuchel.
1: Now I don't think it's only Luis Severino. I think you have to be worried about a few guys on that roster uh, in, <laughs> and the pitching staff in terms – uh, but I get what, what they're but saying about Se- Luis Severino because Sever- of the injury. But
0: <laughs> Severino, if it's – let me word, put it like this. I'm saying you're worried about Severino because if you're worried about someone else, maybe you just wait till. Before the deadline, and you can make a deal for someone
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's not going to cost you the eighteen million. Keuchel is, yeah. So that's why I'm saying Severino at the top because if you know, let's say it's CC who goes down before the deadline, you can add someone in the back end of the rotation, but you're adding a top line guy here. In and Keuchel. at
1: that, and at that point, right? Like, let's say CC goes down, right? You're, you're expecting back a Jordan Montgomery, as yeah. they were saying, right? They're, you're expecting Jordan Mac- Montgomery back at sometime in the summer, whether it be July or August. Um, I agree with with what you're saying, what they said about Luis Severino. If you're bringing in Dallas Keiko, something's fishy there. You got to be really careful about what's going on with Luis Severino. You really have to be. Uh, you have to look at what's happening with CeCe Sabathia because you know he's prone for injury list, uh, a stint. Mm-hmm. He just came off of one off a 10 day list, yeah, because of the knee. It always seems to flare up. I, I just in the think- summer.
0: I just think that's something to where they don't want to over. No, they don't want to
1: overuse him, him either. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Uh, they were talking about Domingo Herman's pitching uh, uh, innings, innings uh, limit. limit. Is that possibly coming up because of the way he's pitched? He's nine and one, or nine and two, whatever. Or nine and one on the season. Mm-hmm. Is he quickly approaching that number to where you can actually bring in Dallas Keuchel and not? Miss a beat necessarily, right? Because mm-hmm. if if you're bringing in Dallas Keuchel, you're probably getting him within maybe two weeks. That's what they say. I I would be
0: very patient. He hasn't pitched in
1: a in a game league, situation. Maybe. He hasn't. He hasn't.
0: So so I would give him two rehab starts. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like two, two two yeah.
1: weeks, two and a half weeks, and you get him back probably for that road trip in London. Mm-hmm. right with the Boston Red Sox you probably have him with the team for that for that moment. Uh you never know. Yes. We we're not drawing speculations. If Dallas Keuchel comes to the Yankees, good. If he doesn't, all right.
0: You you could live I could live
1: with it. Yeah. I could live with it or without it. Doesn't doesn't bother me. But if it comes down to the to to the to the uh to the trading deadline and the Yankees need a starter, you know who you're going for. I think in my eyes. Bob least. Gardner?
0: Yeah. I'll throw one more at you because we talked about him a little bit in the off season. Being their spot is kind of no more. How about Corey Kluber? I know he has to show you he's back and yeah. he's healthy. Yeah,
1: that, that that's the thing.
0: That, that obviously that's the major. And depending
1: thing. on how far out the, the the Cleveland Indians are out of the it, race, especially the wild card, especially but, the wild card. But so that, that listen, that's going to dictate that. But if
0: they're going to listen, I mean, Kluber is not a bad. You Robert know, Trevor
1: Bauer. I,
0: I don't. Know, I don't know if I'd be willing to give up Bauer. He's got future
1: star written all over. He does. Him. He does. But I mean, you kind of are. You, are you really? The Cleveland Indians are, are, you are going, kind of at the crossroads right now.
0: Are you really in a full rebuild?
1: Th- that's what I'm saying. The yeah. Cleveland Indians are sort of at a crossroads right now. They don't know if they're going to rebuild or they're going to continue to go for it. They don't. They didn't spend money this off season. No, and they lost a lot and they of lost, key pieces. They lost pieces, and then Encarnacion is gone. You Michael, know, Brant- Michael Brantley's one. gone. That's
0: the one guy to me. You know, so yeah.
1: You're at a crossroads right now. What's going to happen?
0: So, listen. If it's a crossroads, and you know you want to call give Bone up, Thugs, if you want to uh, give up Terry Francona, you know, <laughs>
1: not opposed
0: to that. Uh,
1: the team in New York. Uh, uh,
0: Tito, how you doing? I don't, Tito. The ancient <laughs> Hawaiians told me you were coming. Hey, <laughs> hey I'm walking here. Hey, I'm walking. Hey, Tito, I'm
1: walking here. Go ride your scooter on the sidewalk, Yay. You get a ticket, but it's okay, you Tito Francona. yeah. You, you know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, um, I I really think that that is a tough spot that they are in. Yeah, it is, it is, it is, because you, you don't know where you're at at this point. You don't know where you're at. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if it happens, it happens. The Yankees get Dallas Keuchel. They get Dallas Keuchel. If they don't get Dallas Keuchel, they don't. I'm not losing sleep over it. Mm-hmm. Not yet, at least. Right. Like I said, you got the trading deadline to co- that's coming up. You got pitches that are probably going to be available out there that you could probably make some noise with. And especially with the young guys that are playing right now, once the other guys come back, somebody's going to end up getting traded. Mm-hmm. And they've played, and, and their stock has risen, which is great for the New York Yankees. It's absolutely great for them because you're going to be getting a piece that's major league ready. Oh, absolutely. Right now. You're not moving these young pieces and without And under that. control for years. Yeah. Best case scenario, though, for the New York Yankees. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we've reached the end of the road. Thanks for joining us here today on this beautiful Tuesday, June 4th, 2019. Before we go, I want to just give a quick shout out. To my aunt who lives in Maryland. Happy birthday to her. Love you very much. Hope to see you very soon. I saw you on the last trip that I went down to the to DC. Saw you in Maryland. She gave me a nice little dinner. Mm-hmm. You know Home cooked meal. Home cooked meal. I Haven't had those in quite a long time. So <laughs> um, ah, breaking news: Kevin Durant ruled out for Game Three, according to Steve Kerr tonight. Uh Well, today he said he is out for Game Three. So with that being said, thanks, la- Steve Kerr. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you guys tomorrow same time, two to four p.m. here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. For Big Mike Grifkin, I'm Renee Canales. We'll see you guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the baseball. We'll see you guys
0: tomorrow. It's the World Wide Sports Radio Network.